Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, I'm recently divorced from a federal employee. How can I get coverage under my former spouse's FEHB plan? This is called spouse equity. It allows the former spouse of a federal employee or an annuitant to enroll in FEHB. Now, your former spouse's employing office or retirement system is going to decide whether you're eligible for spouse equity. Among the requirements, you were divorced during your former spouse's employment or receipt of the annuity. You were covered as a family member for at least one day during the 18 months before your marriage ended. You're entitled to a portion of your former spouse's annuity or survivor annuity. And you haven't remarried before age 55. Check out our Open Season Hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Open Season Hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at 6 past the hour here on The Federal Drive. In the last few months, the Navy has unleashed a handful of policies to make itself more interconnected. Now sailors can expect another strategy coming out in December. This digital blueprint is supposed to keep the data moving smoothly. Among the pieces of the Navy, Federal News Network Scott Mossioni is here with the latest. Scott, what is the digital blueprint? And how does it fit in with the overall Navy strategy? This blueprint is supposed to act as a North Star for the Navy when it comes to data. And what it will do is connect and integrate the systems. So the Navy at this point can't really be prescriptive in the way that uh, the digital world is going to go. But it can create standards uh, to keep the alignment within the force so that they can make sure that those streams of data are going smoothly between different areas and going to the places that they need to go. So what this will do is lay out a broad architecture that will detail the systems over all domains that the Navy uses and needs to work across. It will also work with the different domains and the different and the different military services. So from each piece, you know, each piece will do its job. So the systems commands will do their jobs. The weapon system will do their jobs. But they'll also remain integrated into this larger whole that's connected to the other services and, and, and domains, as I said. So it's going to lay out where the Navy is, where it's going, and where it needs to go with data. And William Bray, who's the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Research Development Evaluation and Testing, said that he he sort of likens it to city planning. There's lots of different sectors. There's a football stadium. There's a residential area. And, you know, they all need plumbing and electricity, but the demand signal is different for each one. So they're going to be treated differently. And, and that's sort of what this this plan does is finds a way to, to uh, triage at, at times. And to back up for a moment, are we talking about, say, logistics data and fleet readiness data and supply chain data? Is that the kinds of things they want to somehow tie together? This is a, a little bit more than that. Y- yes, that will be part of it. But, uh, you know, this is more like the machine learning and the artificial intelligence type stuff, the, the things that they need to make decisions. So a lot of times what the, the military wants to use at this point is a, um, you know, an imagery of satellites. They'll say this is a target. The machine or, or computer program will, you know, digest all that stuff and then go back to the human and say this is where your target is. So this is data that would come into the combat information centers. Right. This is this can be, uh, you know, operational. Sensors. Right. Sensors, things like that. Everything that the warfighter needs to stay interconnected within an operational world. I smell some application programming, interface programming happening. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to be using a lot of different coders and coding programs and, and things like that to to keep this all together. And and the Navy has already been working on some strategies to to sort of set up for this. I guess they have a lot of disparate systems that create this data, and it's probably all in different formats. And so they're looking at some sort of integrative framework so that disparate pieces of data that might give some intelligence insight can be combined. That's exactly right. And, And, you know, they're trying to 
um, find the best ways to connect these weapon systems. And, you know, a lot of the military services, the Army and the Air Force already have gone back and looked at their weapon system and said, all right, is this going to help us in the year 2030 to 2040 type situation? And if it's not, then we're going to kick it to the curb and cut it and then reinvest that money into something that will be able to connect and will be able to help in a near-peer competition type scenario. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossione. And has the Navy kicked this strategy up their supply chain? Because if they have all these vendors of different systems that might be producing data aboard ships and from sensors in their aircraft, and they're all producing data in different formats, are they saying to the vendors, the next iteration, we want compatible data or interoperable data? Not at this point, but the the point of this blueprint is to tell industry those types of things, to tell them this is how we want to standardize stuff, and then to give it to them so they they can go back and work on their technology and and come back more standardized and meeting the the Navy's needs. You know, this is really for engineers. You know, this is coming from a research and development sort of aspect. And so, you know, they want to find a way that they can do this as they build programs going forward uh, rather than, than retrofitting, even though this will also retrofit things. And what has the Navy done so far to get ready for this new kind of data integration world? Right. Well, uh, at this point, they have created some new policies, which you, you you mentioned in the beginning, and those policies are concepts and implementation plans for for harnessing data. Another thing that they're trying to do is is you know standardize that data, and they've reorganized their CIO position. So the Navy already re- reorganized that chief information officer position to encompass a broader view of the service and the Marine Corps. And then the CIO falls directly under the Navy secretary and the undersecretary, which are pretty uh, you know high up positions, as you can imagine. Uh, and then below that, they're going to have an assistant, a special assistant that oversees four new directorates, which are led by a new se- senior service officials. So they have a chief technology officer, a chief data officer, a, t- a chief digital strategy officer, and then a chief information security officer. So it's a larger role for the CIO when it comes to strategy and connecting parts of the services together through IT and cyber and data, all that stuff. Yeah, we're supposed to have a joint fighting force. So how are the other services responding? Do they have their own data architecture strategies? Right. So at this point, the the Air Force definitely does. And it may not have necessarily the blueprint that we were talking about, but the Air Force put out in August a digital plan. And that, that whole point of the digital plan or strategy is to First of all, unfetter it from the industrialized way of thinking and open itself to faster ways of thinking. They want to build the better weapon systems, the things that we were just talking about and and going forward. And then they also want to make the service more attractive as an employer because they they need cybersecurity experts and, and also coders and hackers and all that good stuff to ensure that they can going forward can have these these programs connected together and staying interoperable and talking to each other and being able to create the uh, AI that they need to find targets and then you know bring that decision making down to the human level. I guess if they have one platform in common with the Air Force, it would be in the future the F-35. And if they ever actually build two or 3,000 of these things and the Air Force has half of them and the Navy has half of them roughly throwing in the Marine Corps, then there's already a platform that should be identical no matter who's using it in terms of data produced. 
Yeah, and and you know one of the ways that they're sort of retrofitting is, and this is from Will Roper, who's the acquisition chief for the Air Force, is that they're sort of trying right now, currently trying to retrofit the F twenty two and the F thirty five together. And what they have is there's a drone that will be driving along with the F thirty five and the F twenty two that play uses a program called Babblefish. And it sort of translates between the two as they're flying together. So right now they're testing that on a pole in a range, and then eventually it will go on that drone and then be that sort of, um, you know, the translator between the two planes. Sounds like they had a competition for the name and the Navy won. It's called Babble Fish. Babble Fish. It's actually it's instead a, of Babble Duck or something. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, a commercial program. So, you know, one of those things where they reach out to, to industry and, and ask for uh, – for some help. So, you know, one of the things that DOD is also harnessing at this point. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.